And I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anan Zaki. Tēnā koe Anan. Property firm Goodman Trust is planning a shake-up. Kia ora Charlotte. Yes, they are. A property investor and development firm Goodman Property Trust is bringing its management back in-house as a first step to establishing a large property fund. The deal will see ASX-listed Goodman Group relinquish its management deal in exchange for $272.4 million, which it'll reinvest in the trust. Trust Chief Executive James Spence says it'll also establish a fund anchored by a new Auckland Logistics Property Fund focused on industrial and data centres. An initial $300 million would be invested in the fund with an expectation to grow it to $2 billion within three to five years. He says internalisation is expected to provide growth opportunities for business and immediate and longer term benefits to unit holders. Yeah, going forward, we're actually expecting to accelerate our earnings growth. So we're putting out there for the first time a medium to long term earnings growth profile of about 5 to 7% per year for GMT. And shareholders will get another 5% lift in their dividend this year uh, on top of a 5% for the year that's just been. So in a world of you know, growing interest rates, that's not very common, uh, and we're really pleased that we're going to increase the dividend by another 5% this year. An independent appraiser, Deloitte, assesses the deal to internalise the management as within a fair market valuation range of 268 to $315 million. The deal is subject to approval by unit holders at a meeting to be held in about a month's time. Retirement village operator Somerset posted a strong lift in profit as it delivered new units, saw higher margins and strong sales. Net profit rose 62% to $436.3 million, driven by strong revaluation gains on its growing portfolio, while revenue rose 14%. Somerset's underlying earnings rose 11%, but was partly offset by higher costs, with the company facing various inflation pressures, but it's feeling optimistic for the year ahead. A sharp slide in property values has markedly increased the annual loss of specialist, specialist developer property for industry. The bottom line loss was just under $98 million, about seven times the loss of the year before, as the value of its properties fell $141 million. Underlying earnings were a touch lower, but sustained by fully tenanted properties and rent increases. Chief Executive Simon Woodham says a strong leasing position in a specialised market has been working to its advantage when asking for rent rises. There's no doubt that tenants are looking forward to seeing a challenging environment. Um, but when you look around at what else is available out there um, in terms of um, you know, low vacancy rate, rates and escalating rents, I think most of our tenants who tend to be operating at the higher level, um, you know, large corporates, internationals, they're aware of what the market situation is, so um, whilst they might not, um, you know, really enjoy it, they understand that this is, you know, one of the cost bases that, that has risen sharply over the over the recent months. And the company is expecting a challenging year ahead. It says Reserve Bank rate cuts would ease the pressure on its interest bill, but faces an extra two million dollars a year tax bill when the government changes depreciation rules. And in other earnings news today, fast food operator Restaurant Brands full-year profit has nearly halved to $16.2 million. The result's been hit by inflationary pressures on ingredient and wages, 
and underperformance in California and New Zealand, despite revenue rising 7.5% to $1.3 billion. Jeweler Michael Hill's first-half result reflects difficult trading conditions with margins under pressure amid higher costs for gold and diamonds. The company's net profit is down 51% despite a 4% gain in revenue, but the outlook for the rest of the year is more positive. And finally, Millennium and Copthorne Hotel's full-year profit is little changed at $21.6 million with flat revenue growth. The company says hotel operations have bounced back after the COVID-induced loss of the previous year, although property market softness has hit its property development subsidiary CDL Investments. In non-earnings news today, consumer credit demand rose for the third straight quarter, driven by demand for personal loans. Data from credit bureau Equifax shows consumer credit demand rose 4.2% in the December quarter from a year ago. Demand for personal loans rose 16%, while mortgage demand rose 4%, although it remains well below levels seen in 2021. Equifax uh, spokesperson Nick Foster says households are cautiously optimistic about spending, with overall demand higher but credit card demand low. Unsecured credit was up 6.4%, but within there is both credit cards and personal loans. The cards actually dropped, demand for cards, but personal loans really, really took off. And uh, we, we basically think that's down to people using them for the larger ticket items, but also, um, you know, at the sort of end of November or in that November period, we saw the Black Friday and what have you. And so personal loans often underpins those sorts of um, sales, especially in the retail space. You know, Kiwis have reined in their spend on cards and that's sort of like shown within the retail spending as well. Nick Foster says demand for home lending increased in most regions, but there were drops in Gisborne, Nelson and Tasman. Well, let's check in on the financial markets now, and we're joined by Michael Grace of Jardin Securities. Uh, good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Anand. Uh, earnings coming thick and fast. Uh, how's the local share market looking today? Yeah, indeed, we are well into the reporting season, and it's another busy week ahead of announcements, including the OCR review and the monetary policy statement. Uh, as it stands, the NZX50 is unchanged, 11,719. Of those reporting some earnings today, Michael Hill, after reporting its half-year result, is down 2.4% to $0.81. Cents. Reporting their full-year results today are Restaurant Brands, which is up 0.3% to $3.50. Property for Industry, unchanged at $2.22. And Somerset, which is up 3% to $11.08. Elsewhere, Contact Energy, which is $0.14 cents extive today, is down $0.11 cents or one35 to $8.05. Okay, not long since Australia's opened. How's it looking over there? Yeah, shortly after the open, the ASX 200 is up 27 points or 0.4% to 7,671. Uh, top of the pack thus far is Illumina, which is up 6.9% to $1.09, followed by Chalice Mining, which is up 5.5% to $1.04. Uh, while at the bottom of the ledger, is TPG Telecom, which is down 6.9% to $4.99. Okay, how's the New Zealand dollar looking? The Kiwi strength continues ahead of the OCR review on Wednesday and is currently buying 61.91 US cents, 94.36 Australian cents, 48.86 British pence, 57.11 Euro cents, 93.28 Japanese yen, and 4.45 
Spanish yuan. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. The 90-day bank bill is currently unchanged at 5.76%. Brent crude is at $81.62 a barrel. And gold is at 2035 US dollars an ounce. Thank you, Michael. That's Michael Grace of Jardin with our market update. And in other business news, uh, the New Zealand operations of Suncorp have reported a half-year profit of $94 million, up 3% on a year ago. The bulk came from its general insurance business, which includes the Vero and AA insurance brands, with $80 million. That's about 7% higher. The life insurance brand Astron had a 12% drop in profits to $14 million. Chief Executive Jimmy Higgins says they're closely watching global reinsurance markets to see if there is likely to be capacity constraints and price rises. He says floods in North Queensland and a significant earthquake in Japan may affect reinsurance costs.